You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hello, everyone. This is episode 89 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, as always, Vivian. I hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the end of summer, although it's always summer in Miami. And I hope you're staying away from the Delta variants and whatever other variants are out there. I mean, it's crazy in these streets. And I hope you're practicing self-care because we need it today more than ever if we're going to pour into our wonderful clients that support us. In any case, my guest today is none other than the amazing Laura Savage. You've probably seen her on Twitter with her short stories, which are amazing. I call her amazing because she has a course that breaks down the ins and outs of this business like I've never seen before, all to help women who are either new or looking to dominate in their local market. Laura started out as a survival sex worker. She had to figure out a way to support herself and her kids after a bad marriage blow up. She turned to sex work and was fortunate enough to find a mentor who she says probably saved her life by teaching her how to do it the right way. To pay it forward and to thank that mentor, she decided to teach what she learned to others, charging only what they can afford. How amazing is that? Her mission is to help escorts make a good living, excel at their jobs, build the life they want, but most importantly, stay safe and alive. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax, accounting, and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. Hello, Laura. Welcome to the show. Hi, Vivian. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I am very, very well. Thanks for having me. Oh, yes. Happy to have you. I mean, you caught my attention. Well, first, when people were hating on you, because I know what that feels like. (laughs) And then that your little um, stories. I was like, okay, girl, I want to I want to read this book. (laughs) And I am not a fan of fiction, but that was never fiction. It was not fiction. (laughs) Because, you know, those romance novels, I could never read those. No. So before we um, jump into the show, please tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your background, how you got to where you are today. Well, um, as you know, I'm Laura Savage. I um, she's been, a savage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, if only I've um, I've been in the adult industry for seven years. Um, I started out as a survival worker. I came to sex work out of necessity, um, living below the poverty line. Um, I was 260 pounds and had four kids, and sex work was sort of a Hail Mary for me to change my life. It was much, much more successful than I had anticipated. 
You see, folks, <laughs> sex work saves lives. Very true. Very, very true. So how did you make the transition from just being an escort to writing a course? Because that's how I found out about you. People were hating on you about your course. I don't know what's wrong with our community, man. <laughs> it's like you're damned if you try to help. You're damned if you ignore everybody. It's like, what do you want people? It's true, but I think there's a mistrust because everything is sort of behind the curtain. People don't know who to trust. Do your damn research. Don't just go bashing strangers online. That's true, but like, I'm not going to fault them for that. Like, <laughs> well, like I, I'm faulting them, damn it. You do your thing. Haters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, basically, I ended up here by accident. I tell people this, and I swear to God, it's true. Like, I just on New Year's Eve 2020 got stoned. <laughs> That's a good way to ring in the new year. I was, and I was alone because I just had a breakup and I was feeling very bitchy about it. And I decided that I was going to open one of those alt Twitter accounts so I could go on there and, and sort of vent about my job and my life and the things that had happened and sort of had found this little community and thought, these people seem fun. I'm going to get in on this. What, the alt sex worker Twitter? I did not even know that was a thing. <laughs> I didn't either until about the 29th of December, 2020. So uh, I was just sort of like, yeah, this, this could be an interesting way to, to pass the time. Yeah, I was stoned and, and I started this account and ended up a few, a couple weeks later, giving, you know, sharing some tips about business. I think it was about Twitter. And one thing leads to another. And a few days after that, people were DMing me saying, do you do coaching one-on-one? -on -one? And I thought, sure, I can do that. They said, well, how much do you charge? And I thought about where I had come from, which is less than no money. And if somebody is asking for help, they're obviously in need. So I didn't feel comfortable setting a rate. I just said, you know, just donate whatever you feel comfortable, whatever you're able to do. Wow. Okay. So you yeah. basically work off donations. Yeah, people pay what they so can. So why are people hating them? <laughs> I don't know. I think they don't know that I do it on a donation basis. You know, sometimes I've done it for artwork. I've done it for labor exchange. I have done it for $5 for three hours. Ooh, artwork. Yeah, I have done it for $500 for three hours of coaching. It's and everything in between. Hey, I mean, and you deserve it. I mean, if you take the time to create a product that people want, you should be able to charge for it, period. That's just how the world works. That'd be like people hating on women. Actually, they already do. Yeah, imagine that, Vivian. We're not giving away free pussy all the time. Like, <laughs> well, how dare you guard it? Why, why wouldn't you just give it to anybody that wants it? What's wrong with you, you selfish women? <laughs> I draw the line at free pussy. I want to be clear. <laughs> You and me both, sister. Uh, so what do you think is a misconception about companions? I think that the biggest misconception that people have about us outside of the industry is that we are not business-minded, that we're just sort of forced into it by way of being tricked or trafficked, or that we are bimbos who just come into it and, and don't have a business-minded bone in our body. And it's just not true. Not true whatsoever. And what is one misconception people have about you? <laughs> I thought about this question all day because I was like, what am I going to say? But I know exactly what I'm going to say, Vivian. People think I have my shit together. And I want to assure you, I do not. 
I feel like we're, we're all we're all this way, Jeff Bezos included. That's why he flew his penis spacecraft into what he thought was space and declared himself an astronaut. Nobody has their shit together. Nobody has their shit together. I live entirely on coffee and cheese. I mean, we're literally all just trying to do best the next day. I don't exactly. we're <laughs> like doing what we can to get through. So on to your story. So I kind of discovered, um, well, I discovered you when people were hating and then I kind of clicked on you just to kind of see. I think you popped up because I had responded to you to say, come on the show. And then you became, because you know how Twitter like filters your, your feed and whoever you communicate with or engage with tends to pop up on your feed. So I think you popped up or somebody had said something about your stories and it was about the guy with the extravagant car and suits and house. <laughs> I love the way you write and I wish I could uh, hire you to write all my sentences. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the story about Ted, that was the story. Um, are these true stories? Absolutely. If so, you should definitely pen a book and escorts memoir, if you will. Is that in the works? <laughs> um, yes, I would. I would absolutely love to. I have a friend who is an editor and is kindly and lovingly telling me that there is a book inside me. And I keep saying, when I have time, I will get to that. Uh, you had all of pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. I had all of pandemic, but I was doing normal pandemic things like baking bread and playing animal <laughs> In there, you could have written a chapter a day, yeah, you know. I could have. But trust me, I, I know how you feel. Writing a book is daunting. And like, even like when we wrote our book, Chantel and I, How to Get Started as an Escort in Stores Everywhere. Anyways, uh, shameless plug. It was like, I had to give us deadlines. Otherwise, it would have just dragged on and on and on and on. And like, Chantel hated me by the time that book was done. But it had to be done. It is a daunting task. But once you just dedicate your time and put pen to paper... And maybe if you do a pre-sale, that's what a lot of authors do. They pre-sale the book and they get pre-orders. So that'll motivate you to write the book. That's fair. That's something to consider. I'm definitely in the plans. I have a lot of plans. I love new challenges and new adventures. It's just a matter of figuring out what I'm going to do next. Yep. Just hire somebody off Fiverr to design the book cover. And it doesn't even have to be the real one, but just something catchy enough for you to say, coming soon. And see who bites. And if a lot of people pre-order, then there's your answer. <laughs> you have a book. But anyways, uh, back to your coaching services. Describe your ideal client to coach or mentor. I would say that the ideal client, I mean, sex workers come in so many, I don't even know how to put this properly, but, but we're not sort of one type of person. We come from all walks of life. I think that the ideal client would be somebody who is willing to sort of set aside what they think they know about the business and be willing to look at things in a new way. Because we absorb a lot of things from what we assume other workers are doing or what we see in marketing or what we hear from clients or potential clients. That's not exactly often how the business grows to be successful. So I ask people when I coach them one-on-one -on -one all the time, Take everything you know and just put it to the side for a second. I'm going to explain how I make my money and you can take or leave what you like from that. I mean, it's true. And we were just talking offline about how we both make money at home, which is the ideal situation you want, because sometimes you don't want to tour. 
And now I feel like I've been home for so long that even touring, like if I don't get any pre-bookings, I'm not going. If I don't get pre-bookings with deposit, unless I'm already going there anyway, or I have regulars there that want to see me, fly me to use type of deal. I don't really see myself touring anytime soon. I'm the same. I tell people, if you want to travel and be paid to do it, touring is excellent. But if you're old like me, <laughs> you're like, I want to be in bed by 10. That's how hey, I Hey, you can still be in bed by 10 if you're touring. <laughs> I would be in my own bed by 10. Uh, uh, uh. We have to clarify the English language is very specific. But yeah. So you obviously still work as an escort. There is another mentor who does not believe that ladies who are still working should be mentors. How do you feel about that? I think that people come from different places when they're looking for somebody to give them advice. Some people want sort of a retrospective view. I had a successful business. I was able to retire and look back on it and show you what my path was. And some people are looking for someone who is still in sex work itself. And willing to say, okay, I'm still learning as I go along too. This is what I've learned so far. This is where I am. Let's work on this together. I personally feel that, and this is just my opinion, I don't know who this other mentor is. And just so you know, I'm painfully unaware of like hooker gossip. Right. I have no idea what's going on. Same, but she was on the show and she mentioned it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I know. That's fine. I feel that I wouldn't want to present to people I work with as, well, I'm past where you are now. I never want to put myself above other people and say, oh, I've definitely gone on to something better and elevated myself past being a simple escort. And I'm not saying that's what this other coach was saying. Actually, her um, deal was that because you're going to be in competition with your mentees. I don't believe in competition, Vivian. Same. (laughs) Attraction is so specific. It makes no sense. You'll be surprised. Like, I have clients, you know, have tried other people, obviously, but they still keep coming back. You know, I have some clients that see me a few times a week. And I assure you, I mean, yeah, the sex is great. I honestly believe the reason they keep coming back is our conversation afterwards. Because you can pretty much go get a blowjob or penetration anywhere. It's not that serious. So it's all about chemistry. I honestly believe this in this business. It's, it really has nothing to do with the sex. Obviously, there are those clients that are starved. Wives haven't touched them in a the minute stuff like that, or they're just horny for whatever reason. There are those. But for the most part, I find that my best clients are usually the ones that want a little bit more out of life than just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't care about clients who book other people. I care about finding the people who think I am a total smoke show. And there's no competition. We just put ourselves out there and, and attract the people who want to spend time with us. Exactly. And it's just, it's business. Like McDonald's is not tripping because you go to Burger King sometimes or, and I'm sure there are some people that are like, you know, super Chick-fil-A, like gong hold. Yeah, I'm, I'm a super fan, but they'll still go try another company. They'll still go try KFC or Popeye's. And I bet you when that damn chicken sandwich came out, some of those people went over there, but these companies aren't mad. They know that their people are going to stick to them. And it is what it is. I just wish we would kind of put the same thing in sex work. But hey, I guess we're human beings. Yeah. So um, 
What would you say the biggest mistake you've made in your adult entertainment life was? Oh, this is a good question. Um, talking to my friend Alice Scary, we talk a lot about workaholism. How we're we're both very motivated, hardworking people, and so based on my conversations with them, it sort of drives home the point that really the biggest mistake I've made is overwork. We have to be on so much as we sort of perform hyperfemininity, which is exhausting. And then I personally would come home and just take off my makeup and my clothes and lay around in a stained T-shirt and you know eat Doritos out of the bag. <laughs> very good. Care some guys life. like that shit too. Yeah, I'm sure I can sell it on sell it on sell for content. Nine ninety nine a month. You get to see me. There you go. Some guys like that too. Isn't that kind of part of um, AMSR or ASMR? ASMR, you know, eating chips or mukbang. What is the other one where you're eating food? Yeah, it's mukbang. Is that what it's called? Okay. I used to think that was something else, more dirty. (laughs) I thought it was something way more dirty. I don't know what it is, but I want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Basically just eating food and slurping, and I guess guys like jerk (laughs) off to your slurping... And crunching noises. I'm like, wow, there is someone for everyone in this world. Someone will pay you for something in this world. But yeah, I mean, I definitely feel you on the workaholic thing. But I feel like as you become a quote unquote veteran in this business, then you tend to kind of get more of a work life balance. I think that kind of, you know, is in the CV world too. When you first start out, you have something to prove or, you know, you're hungry. You want to make all the money, like give me all the money. And then as you get more seasoned, then you realize, um, I'm going to take a beach day today. You know, I'm not seeing clients today, unless it's that one big whale. Then of course, you know, you rally, but (laughs) definitely can't turn that down. But yeah, so I definitely feel you on that one. And balance is key. And I know it's easier said than done. Did you have any mentors yourself or did you figure out everything on your own? I definitely had a mentor. When I started, I had found this website before I started, actually. Lucky I you. That, yeah, I found this website that was sort of a blog that laid out the business behind the scenes. I contacted the author and said, do you take coaching clients? And they said, yeah. So we um, started working together. We worked together for about six months, very intensively, and they were invaluable to me. So much of what I teach people is what they taught me because they are no longer offering coaching because... We don't really know who people really are in this world. They just disappeared after FOSTA SESTA, unfortunately. But yeah, I definitely had a mentor. And after that, you know, relationship sort of ran its course and we parted on good terms. I still look for mentors, even though I don't claim to have made up any of what I do. I cobbled it together from pieces I found everywhere. Well, we all learn from someone. Like even with my marketing, I listen to a lot of podcasts, as I've mentioned several times on this show. Not my podcast, though, because that's just crazy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Literally listen to it one time and that's it. (laughs) Just to to make sure things are together. (laughs) The best goddamn podcast on the internet. Who is this girl? (laughs) Yeah, no. Nah, bro. (laughs) No. But I listen to a lot of podcasts, mainly business podcasts, finance podcasts, real estate podcasts, investing podcasts. And I've taken some marketing tips from the civilians and it's worked, you know, so you can learn from everyone. I honestly believe that when you feel like you can't learn anything, that's when things start to go sour for you. 
We never want to get too comfortable. We never want to think we have it all figured out in business or in life. So for the newbie that's looking to jump into this crazy, beautiful world of ours, what are some essential things that they need in order to be successful? Well, when I meet with people one-on-one, we focus on what I call the big three. And that is this. Number one, you need to focus on advertising. Do not rely on getting clients from Twitter. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) On advertising and don't be picky about where you advertise. You want to cast the net as wide as possible because that will give you choice of the clients you choose. And choice is what is always going to keep us safest. The second thing would be figuring out a rate structure that's right for you and not allowing your ego or your self-worth to be attached to your rate. You want to decide not what your quote-unquote worth is, but figure out what rate you're going to make the most money with. That's the key. Because I don't care. I would rather charge 400 and see more people than in a month than charge 600 and see one. And the third thing is being good at the in-person experience. And that's something I don't really know that you can teach. I do my goddamn best. <laughs> whenever I meet with people, I'm like, okay, fair warning. I'm going to take you through what a date is like with me. And it's okay, awkward. I love okay. it. But I think that's a good thing because we don't really have that. Like unless you work at a brothel and I don't even think they do that anymore. I think it was like back in the day, like with the like proper madams when being an escort was actually highly revered, you know, then they actually took them through etiquette and all that stuff. I think even um, what was that movie? Memoirs of a Geisha, even though they weren't technically quote unquote hoes, but they were still hoes. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were supposed to be like, you know, cultured and know the arts, know how to play an instrument. I'm like, damn, <laughs> you know, I think that's a good thing. I don't know of any other um, mentor that walks you through a date. That's awesome. Yeah, I just tell them it's going to be weird because you're going to see me snap in and out of my escort persona because what you're getting right now is really me. But this is my escort persona. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so it's sort of, and they laugh, but I'm saying, I I always tease them and say, I just take out the 40% of my personality that is abrasive to men. Just leave the parts that are curated for the male gaze. And it's very hopefully helpful to show them that this is how we do it step by step. And, you know, make it your own, of course. Being good at the in-person experience is key. Today's episode is also sponsored by Mr. Old School Rider. I had the pleasure of being on his show recently, which I posted a snippet of on the show's IG page. His channel on YouTube and Instagram is called Mr. Old School Writer. M-I-S-T-E-R, old, school is spelled S-K-O-O-L, and writer is spelled R-Y-D-E-R. And his Twitter handle is old underscore writer, which is also spelled R-Y-D-E-R. Mr. Old School Writer's channel covers everything from book reviews, business, cars, fitness, mental health, self-improvement, and sex. Let's show him some support and get him a thousand subscriptions on his YouTube channel. Again, his YouTube is Mr. Old School Writer. Thanks so much to him for supporting the show. And then speaking of um, the rate thing that you mentioned, just to touch on that, I was listening to yet another civilian podcast. And this guy was talking about selling his course. He had put together a course about stock trading. At first, he was like, okay, I can, because it was worth a lot of, you know, he felt like the value was worth a lot more. 
And he thought, oh, okay, this could be a high ticket item. I can charge $2,500 for this because it's like a ton of courses in here. And he was like, "Ah, I probably sold maybe 20 of it or something like that. But then another mentor told him to drop the price and give it more value, like sell it as a value play. And he dropped it to like, I think like $99 or something. And he sold like over like 3000 or some ridiculous number today. And he's still selling, you know, and he said he had to remove his ego from it. And you're right. Although a course is different from a human being and our, our time, the same still applies. Obviously, don't go at bottom, you know, rock prices because there is still value in what we do. And you kind of don't want those types of clients anyway. Clients will look at you weird if you're charging $100. I got to be real, Vivian. When I started out, I charged 160 an hour. I don't hide that from anybody. Yes, but that's when you started. If you add inflation, what would that be worth today? That's very true. What I'm saying is like, I tell people like, um, rate is about looking at how much time you have to work. How many appointments a month do you want? And at what number, if you take all of those appointment slots, so to speak, and you want to fill all of them because you want the power of choice because that's what's going to keep you safe. Would you make more money having half of them filled at 500 or more money having all of them filled at 450? You're going to make money having all of them filled at 450. And it's a matter of just looking at the data. That's what we want to do. We're business people. Look at your data. It's not a reflection on you ever, 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 ever. And if you look at the data, you would know not to charge $50. Oh, definitely. <laughs> like, come on, people. Let's, let's cap it somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. Okay. So what is the worst advice you've ever gotten? Worst advice I've ever gotten. It's a very good question. I would say it would be one of two things. It would be number one, the more luxury you are, the more money you will make, which is not Who told you that? Um, another worker. There is a place for being what I jokingly call a professional fancy lady, but... <laughs> expensive. Somebody in the class, when we were talking about this during the course, put in the chat, and I can't remember who it was, but I would give them credit. They said, expensive is not a personality trait. And they're right. It's not a personality trait. So just instead of branding as luxury, we're going to brand as luscious. I want to be memorable. I don't want to blend in with every other fancy person. And the second piece of advice that I would say wasn't good was given to me by another worker as well that said, If you want to make more money, just raise your hourly rate. And we talked about that. That's not necessarily true. I totally agree with that because I don't know. I just feel like everybody sees like the fantasy and and I'm talking about us hoes. We see the fantasy and we want to be that girl that's getting flued out, you know, and doing 10,000 fly me to use and luscious luxury locations. And that's like the goal in our head. However, life is about balance. And it's going to be pretty tough unless that's literally, unless you land like a whale or something like that, that's going to be kind of hard to maintain. Let's be honest. Like, yeah, you're going to get the ultra lush guys. Yes, you will get them. But you're also going to get the regular guy that works nine to five, but has a little bit of extra, you know, discretionary funds to, to spend on what he wants. And he chooses to spend it on you. Yes. You know, like you're going to get everybody in between. That's very true. I always tease people and say, I love my boring ass dads and granddads. Those are the guys. Those are the best. See you every Thursday at 3 p.m. Exactly. I just thought I love it. That's that's like my, my, you know, sweet spot. The older guys, 
they've already gone through their beginning worker phase, although I have some of those guys too. But the ones that are more relaxed in who they are in life in general, those are like my sweet, and they tend to be older. Yeah. And they're the best. Gentlemen, everything's amazing. Absolutely. Amazing. I do not think that you need to be a multimillionaire in order to be a valued client. No, you do not. Like, you just need to be able to afford us. <laughs> and treat us with respect. Yes, that goes without saying. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I always sort of like remind myself, sex work is a luxury service, of course. Nobody's owed access to us. Between you and me and anybody who's listening to this, I don't really want to be a once a year luxury. I want to be in the monthly budget. Exactly. Or, you know, there are some people that are still going to consider you a once a year luxury. We welcome them too. That's why I'm like, everybody in between will be your clients, but your sweet spot will be your regulars. And those will be your bread and butter. And that's with any business, whole life, civilian life. Mercedes makes more money from its people that are already buying Mercedes. That's where their bulk comes from. There was like a study or something. I was listening to another podcast. (laughs) Are you surprised? And they were saying something to the effect of like, They compared like the income between Mercedes, I believe, and like Hyundai or Honda, one of those companies, or was it Tesla? But anyways, one of the luxury car companies, they compared their earnings to, you know, regular economy car. Whoever the company was, whether it was Hyundai or Honda, they blew Mercedes or Tesla, I think it was Tesla, Tesla out of the water when it came to earnings because fewer people bought. Teslas because they were just out of everybody's price range. Whereas with the economy car, everyone can afford it. So they made more. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, everybody has their niche. Find yours and stick with it. I'm going to stop and rebrand as like the station wagon of escorts. (laughs) That's a little too close to the hearse. <laughs> don't do it, sis. I don't even think they have those anymore. They don't even make those anymore. <laughs> I'm definitely showing my age at this point. <laughs> You're funny. Everybody, everybody who is younger than me is like a station wagon. What is? It? I know, I know. I'm 42. It's fine. Okay. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. We're, we're good. We're good. But you're technically still considered a millennial, no? Or are you on the cusp? What's the one before millennial? Are you a Gen X? I don't even know. I was born in 79. So, so yeah, I think you are a Gen You are just on the cusp. I'm a Gen X cusp, yes. So No, you're a millennial cusp. Millennial. Yeah, I'll take that because that makes me sound younger. <laughs> uh, I don't know why people are just so obsessed with youth. I'm going to say me either. And yet I'm like, oh, I need to reschedule my Botox appointment. Yeah. I don't know why people are so obsessed with youth. Time to get more Botox. (laughs) You're so funny. Okay. So what is the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, The best advice I've ever gotten would be to follow your gut. Stay in the moment. Stay aware when you're with a client. Clients are allowed to get as intimate as and personal as they want with me, but there's a definite limit to how intimate and personal I will get with them in order to protect my safety. So while I'm happy to hold that space for anybody, staying aware and, and staying, thinking on my feet, trusting my intuition as far as safety is concerned, that would be the best advice that I've gotten. Outside of, I probably should mention this, learning how to screen, which is obviously life-saving. For sure. Because, you know, there's some that would argue, oh, it doesn't matter. You could screen and still 
get a serial killer. But you're supposed to do something. That's like saying, oh, why will I shower? I'm just going to get dirty again. So what, you're just going to be a walking pile of shit? Like, I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, like screening's non-negotiable for me. I understand not everybody has the privilege to be able to do that. I understand. But very, very thankful for my mentor for walking me through the screening process, teaching me how to do that. And sidebar, who are your clients demographics-wise? Because I'm sure the listeners will want to know. So it's really everybody. I've had people from all over the world. I hate to say everybody because that's not really a demographic. I try to be more specific here. They usually come in a couple of different flavors. One would be somebody who's just starting out and is not really knowing the first thing about where to even begin. And the second would be somebody who's been doing this for, you know, a couple, three years, maybe a little longer. And they sort of reached a plateau where they know they could be doing better, but something isn't quite firing the way it should be. So they want to meet with me and be sort of go over what's going on in their business and say, so what do I need to do here to get to the next level of where I should be? Because we often think it's get another photo shoot, or maybe I need cosmetic surgery, or maybe I should rebrand. And it's probably not that. It's probably um, going back to basics because we forget those things after we've been in the industry for a while. I love your number one, two, three, advertising. Like that never fails. Even shitty companies get clients when they advertise. (laughs) Of course, those clients might not come back, but (laughs) they still get them, you know, because they know about advertising. That's just the number one thing. If clients don't see you, they can't book you. I also meant age, race, demographics. It's really difficult to pin that down because I've seen people of all sorts of races, of all sorts of ages, people who are 20, people who are, you know, in their 60s, people who are- You have range is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing about focusing on the big three is that it will work no matter who it is. It's not dependent on where you live, what you look like, how fit you are, how- real or fake your tits are, okay? It's not dependent, or even if you have any, it's not dependent on any of that. It's just a matter of understanding how the business works. As long as they're an adult. Obviously. I will work with you. But um, I've worked with cis people, trans people from all over the world. It's, it's been absolutely amazing to get to make so many new friends through this from all different walks of life. I love it. I love it. We love a girl with range. So if you could go back in time and talk to your 17-year-old self, what would you say to her? Oh, relax. It's all going to be okay. I was a very old 17-year-old. I was very eager to grow up. I was very serious and had already figured out what I was going to do with the rest of my life, which was not what I ended up doing. Oh, I was about to say, did it work out? (laughs) I really wish I was like turned 18. I was like, time to start stacking cash. Here we go. But no, it wasn't like that. Um, Just relax. Take your time. You have time to figure it all out. I'm still figuring it all out all these years later. All right. To the fun stuff. Favorite vacation destination? Um, Favorite? Oh, I haven't been on a vacation in a little while. But um, here in Philly, we would say going down the shore. I love to head down to the beach for the week with my family. Oh, you guys have a beach. Um, It's about an hour, 90 minutes away. We go down to Delaware. Oh, I've been to those beaches. It's not Miami, though. It's definitely a culture shock. That's for damn sure. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't get down to Miami. Let me just put it that way. So (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, but I, I live a very, a very quiet life outside of this. So okay. being able to spend time near the water with people I love the most, that's what's important. That's awesome. But yeah, no, my uh, old sugar daddies took me to the Delaware beach. That was a very interesting time. Um, what do you like to do in your free time besides spending time with the ones you love on the beach? Um, well, I love to laugh. I love comedy. I, I'll be very blunt with you. During my free time, I usually take off my makeup. I watch YouTube with my family, like with my kids. YouTube University, man. <laughs> but you know what? It's true because I've seen kids watching um, someone took dolls, like Barbie or something, or like whatever dolls, and they made their own show with their hands. Like, you know how you play as kids and you hold a toy and you're talking for them? Literally, that was a show. And it had like a gazillion episodes. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. And then even Baby Shark came from there. <laughs> In my free time, I'll just watch anything that makes me laugh. I will go for a drive with the windows down and turn the music all the way up. I will walk down to get ice cream at my local place. Just yeah, I can't impress upon you how absolutely unfancy I am, Vivian. I, just... I don't think that's unfancy. Actually, I think you're very fancy because there are plenty of people that do not have time to go for a stroll to your local spot and get some ice cream. Like, I want my ice cream. They're like, what is this fancy pants lady? <laughs> I can picture you in like a sundress and a fancy hat. You know, twirling around like uh, Maria <laughs> from Sound of Music, singing with the birds to go get ice cream. <laughs> I just like to relax and, and keep in touch with what's most important because our world that we work in is so outsized and high stakes and sometimes stressful. And when I don't have to play that character, I like to just be. I mean, although I'm not as fancy as you with the ice cream. I don't really oh, like yeah. I mean, it's really good ice cream. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite? I always get a peanut butter cup flurry with extra candy. Damn, she's very specific. Yeah. She knows okay. her ice cream. Like, I go down there and they just like already know. They're like, hello. I'm like, yes. <laughs> like the usual, please. Make it a double. Bradley. Send over the usual. Thank you. I left the tip on the table because I'm so fancy. <laughs> no, I don't really eat ice cream. So when I do go to one of those things, I love to like try new shit. Oh, that's <laughs> like amazing. New, new flavors or whatever. Okay. So favorite book. My favorite book of all time is called Lamb by Christopher Moore. Christopher Moore is my favorite author. Is this fiction? It is fiction. Okay. I read this book annually. It is the funniest goddamn book I've ever read in my life. It's the story of the gospel, the life of Jesus, told by Jesus's best childhood pal named Biff. Definitely fiction. <laughs> and I will laugh until I almost pee my pants because when... So give us the gist. Like, was, was he saying Jesus was an asshole or was he saying Jesus was cool and he was jealous? He grew up his boys together. And Jesus was obviously different because, you know, it's <laughs> and all. And the story is told from Biff's point of view of him being the best buddy of this very strange kid. And then it sort of follows the story of the gospel. My favorite passage is when they're writing the Sermon on the Mount together. And Jesus keeps pushing for the line, blessed are the dumb fucks. And Biff is like, we can't put that in there. And he's like, Jesus actually <laughs> said that? <laughs> so it's... 
an absolutely wonderful, hilarious book. It's my favorite. I did read it, it lead up to his death too? It did. Oh, wow. That must have been very sad for Biff or whatever his name is. Very, very sad for Biff. But he couldn't do anything to stop it? What a terrible friend. He tried. <laughs> Can't interfere now, with Now I'm a little curious. Is it on Kindle? It is on Kindle. Um, right. What is the name again? Called Lamb, and the author is Christopher Moore. Lamb, okay. Yeah. If it's on Kindle, then I can get it, because I can't do regular books. I don't, I don't know what that is. I don't even read actual books anymore, because I'm a granddad, and I'll fall asleep. This nah, is like, yeah, I'm an audible person, okay? But I find that with Audible, I miss things, because I, I don't read fiction. I mostly read stuff to learn. So, like, if I'm just listening to it and passing, I tend to, like, miss some tidbits. So, but when I'm reading, I can highlight, I can do different things. What are you reading right now? Right now, I'm actually re- rereading Kitchen Confidential by Anthony Bourdain. Oh, no, such a sad passing. I mean, who would have thought somebody with a life like his, somebody needs to pay me to travel around the world and eat all these great, because I'm a foodie. Like, who knew that he was suffering? Crazy. You can't ever tell. You can never tell. You can never tell. Wow. Is this, did he write it or somebody wrote it? He did write it. Okay. I'm reading it purely because I'm in love with him. I'll just be honest about that. Anthony Bourdain is the love of my life. And every man I've ever met is held to that standard. Sorry, guys. He was a, a daddy. Or as they really say, zaddy. Daddy. <laughs> he was a zaddy. Anthony uh, <laughs> Bourdain. Uh, like, feed wow. me in bed like one of your French girls. <laughs> I love it. I'm rereading that just because um, it's just a nice read. Favorite movie of all time? My favorite movie of all time? Wes Anderson's The Fantastic Mr. Fox. Have not seen that one. It is um, a stop motion animation film based on a book by Roald Dahl. It is an absolutely perfect movie. Every shot, every line is just impeccable. And I've seen this movie a dozen times and I could watch it a dozen more. It's absolutely fucking amazing. So it's animation? Yes, it's stop motion animation. Okay, well, cartoons are always great. Yeah, it's um, (laughs) George Clooney. He plays the fox. Yes, he's hot. I'm just telling you. (laughs) I'm not a furry, but that's one sexy fox right there. So it's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful movie. Might have to check that out, you know, after I do all the million things that I keep saying. (laughs) Favorite TV show. (laughs) I don't watch much TV, but just because I can't make a commitment to do it every week. You can do older ones, too. It doesn't have to be something current. I'm a slut for American Horror Story. Oh, I love I love that show. Yes. Love that campy over the top. And I think they got a new season coming coming soon, like this month or late this month or something. My adult daughter actually texted me about that the other day. She's like, my AHS is back. I'm like, oh, shit. And then, like, I actually need to catch up. I don't watch TV much either, just like you. And I binge watch my stuff when I decide I'm going to watch TV. But I need to catch up on Pose as well. Like, they just did the finale. Did you see that? Have you seen Pose? I've seen some of it. I love Billy Porter. And then it turns out life was imitating art because he um, came out saying he had HIV just like his character. I was like, wow. Yeah, I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he's thriving. So kudos to him. Pet peeves. I'm sure you have some. Um, pet peeves. Ooh, pet peeves, pet peeves. You can link it to the industry if you prefer. Linking it to the industry, pet peeves would be when 
<laughs> I know exactly what it is. Pet peeves would be, I used to call it like having a Rapunzel kink. I mean, not a Rapunzel kink, a Rumpelstiltskin kink, which is when clients would try to guess my name. Like your real name? And I'm just like, why would you do this? Like, I'm not going to, even if you What guess, the hell? You know, they start seeing you for a while. I'm like, I bet I can guess your name. Yeah, like, then they really just want to know everything about you. It's like, stay in your lane, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would always give a fake real name every anyway. Like, oh, yeah, it's definitely Amanda. <laughs> Trying to guess my real name, running late when they do that. And honestly, I love this community so much. But Twitter drama, like, guys. Oh, girl. I don't even do Twitter that much. Like, I just post my shit and go. Because it's just always... Always some drama. Every five minutes, there is a debate about red bottoms and how the people that wear them are a selfish horse who should burn in hell. There's always like the same drama. Oh my God, Vivian, it's been the same argument. Yeah, exactly. And it's different people. <laughs> it's like, what the, are we in the twilight zone or the high end versus low end debate or the rate debate? And it's just like, oh my God, I literally cannot with these bitches. Oh my God. I cannot. Six fights for seven years, and I'm like, I yeah, right, hierarchy. I'm like, oh no, I, I I can't. I'm like, I I yeah, I just post my shit. I retweet people that retweeted me, and I go. I don't even. That's I fair. don't have time for that bullshit. No, thank you. I have other things to do besides do that. You can make drama, or you can make money, but you can't make both. Exactly, thing. and I, I I like money more. So. I prefer money. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so please leave our listeners, both the guys and the gals, with some parting advice. I would say for the workers, I would say this. Listen, I've done pretty well, but I want to tell you that in this business, but I want to tell you I am nothing special. If I can do this, starting at 35, being, you know, plus sized, coming from less than no money, you can absolutely do this. You can make the money you need to reach your goals. And for the gentlemen admirers of ours, I would say, if you care about her, send her a tip today. Yes. Let her know that you're thinking of her. Best time to send her a tip was yesterday. The second best time was today. Guess where I stole that quote from? Because, <laughs> 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 you know, they say the best time to plant a tree was yesterday. No, 20 years ago or some shit like that. And the second best time is today. Yeah. Send her a tip with no expectation. Yes, please. God loves a cheerful giver. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure Jesus in that book you are reading would agree. Um, <laughs> Everybody so, knows Jesus loves horse. Okay? Exactly, exactly. They sat at his feet. He washed their feet. Wait, wait. Did he talk about Jesus and horse in this book? I would, I would buy it right now if he did. Mary Magdalene what is, is definitely in the book. And it's sort of alluded to the fact that she's a sex worker, but he pulls a little bit of a punch and doesn't come right out and say it. But I, you know, I'll allow it because this book came out about 20 years ago. But I'm just glad it's on Kindle. So where is the best place that our listeners can find out more about you, contact you for your services, contact you for the other services? <laughs> <laughs> well, right now I'm just on Twitter. It's at that Laura Savage. Find me there and I'd love to have you join us. Yes, I love it. Thank you so much, Laura, for coming on. This was amazeballs. Thank you, Vivian. I'm glad our schedules finally, you know, aligned. But I appreciate you. I appreciate the support. Thank you so much. And we will be plugging all your details you want to give me <laughs> in the show notes. And uh, yeah, hopefully you can come back and we can talk about other shit. 
I like I talking about Yes, when I'm on my book tour, you'll be the first place. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your evening and we'll chat soon. All right. Talk later, Vivian. Thank you so okay. much for having me. You're welcome. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.